Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hi, welcome everyone. Hi everyone, welcome back. We are sitting here today and we're reflecting on something that actually happened this past weekend where K-Dog had the opportunity to speak at a self-love and self-care retreat. Sounds like kumbaya, doesn't it? (laughs) I I mean, she didn't want to leave the retreat. (laughs) I didn't. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I don't know anybody. I don't really want to go. I think I said to her last week before going, I could just be sick, right? (laughs) Wasn't really wanting to go. But of course, I was speaking committed. So I got my butt in the car. And then I got there and I was like, do I have to leave? (laughs) What? Do we need to leave this little bubble? I don't really want to. So the first takeaway of this episode is just do it. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, if you signed up for something because you're like, ooh, I need that, which is pretty much how I happen to end up speaking at this retreat was, oh, decompress before the holidays come, four days (laughs) with some amazing women and just decompress and talk about self-love and self-care and I'm like well oh sign me up I need that yeah so it sounds like, like exactly what I'm looking for go with your instincts not just do it but you know yes. if your intuition is telling you that you should do something trust it trust it That's, take a deep breath exactly. go for it yes exactly but so. that's not really what the episode is about but you know we do tend to have tangents so <laughs> So we figured we'd just start with one. Exactly. Why not? It's actually what happened this weekend kind of feeds off of the end of our travel episode last week where we talked about the safe word. Yes. I was giving a talk about communication and how people receive and deliver information differently. And there's different communication styles. And and just to circle it back to the whole self-care, the whole aspect of her conversation was... Communication starts with you and how you talk to yourself is a form of self-love and that then will spread out into how you speak with others and your relationships from there. Correct. And also people that you have relationships with are listening to how you talk to yourself. We are. We are listening. And it adjusts their perceptions of themselves and you. So yes, communication does start with you. Better conversations start with you. So anyway, what happened was I was giving this talk and I talked about the safe word that I mentioned last week and how one, people receive and give information differently. And two, sometimes people are not in a position to receive a difficult conversation at the same time that you want to have it. Mm -hmm. Or you're in the middle of a conversation that isn't going well. And to avoid any hurtful words that you don't really mean and you're saying Mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment a safe word comes in handy and we mentioned that for us it's a phrase fly you fools fly you fools so anyway one of the people in attendance asked a question at the end of my talk and it was actually in relation to her mother-son relationship which all of these principles would apply Sons just aren't what I know, so I address the mother-daughter journey. But she wanted to know, well, it seems like everything I say to my son triggers him. 
because I was also talking about how we bring our own triggers and biases and beliefs to a conversation. And she goes, so how do I broach the subject of maybe we need a safe word to him? And I had to take a step back and say, not only does, you know, good communication start with the way that you talk to yourself, but it also starts with your own Mm self-work and realizing that not everybody is in the same place that you are. No. So we talk a lot about how, yes, the two of us are on this journey together And I'm very grateful that we are pretty much, I mean, we're not because we are individuals and we're in our own spots, but we are on the same path in the same direction. And it's helpful that that's the case for our relationship. Yes. So when she says the same path and same direction, correct me if I'm wrong, Doodle, but I think you mean that we're both kind of on a path to be very self-aware and kind of remove ego out of how we talk to each other and own even if our intention was not to make somebody else uncomfortable that to at least accept that what we said did make them uncomfortable and try to express what we were trying to say in a different manner right the two of us are both in a spot on our own individual self-growth journeys where we want to take all the work that we're doing on our own and put it into our relationships And you and I have both deemed our relationship a priority. Correct. But that might not be the case for everybody listening. And it wasn't the case for this woman, right? It wasn't the case for this woman. Yes. So people have asked Abigail and I about the direction of our business and how we want to help mothers and daughters kind of have what we have in their own spin of their you know relationship obviously no two relationships are the same no two people are the same so I was gonna say nor should they be exactly and people have said to us well how do you help mothers and daughters when only one of the parties on board like one person doesn't actually want the relationship to change or they're not in a space of being able to talk about the things that trigger them and that's the whole trick to what we're doing here is it starts with you really it does And so my answer to this woman was, actually I had a few questions for her first. And it was, what is it you want the relationship to be? What is it that's triggering him? And is it truly everything that you say? Or is it that you're trying to control the narrative? Or are you just perceiving that it's everything you say when it's, I don't know, 30, 40% maybe of the time that he is actually triggered? Right, right. And so this is a tricky subject that we thought we would visit today. That, you know, what do you do? It was very timely. Yes. What do you do when you're in a situation where, like with this lady, she would like to say, hey, I want to have better conversations with you. Maybe we should talk about having a safe word. And how do you start that conversation? And as I said, the first thing is you need to ask yourself a few questions Mm -hmm. and start with you. What is it that's triggering? Do you know what he what is actually triggering the other party? In this case, her son. Do you know what's triggering him? Or is it truly everything that comes out of my mouth right. is combative? He just can't have a conversation with me or she in this case. And I can speak to this because honestly, I love my mother more than I could even possibly express. But our relationship is very, I'll use the word we talk about, tenuous. It's... Mm -hmm. Something that I am working on, on my side of the stick here. I'm in this situation that this woman is in. You are just 
flip-flopped. Just flip-flopped. You're the daughter right? this time around. And so I've had to ask myself a lot of questions. One being, what is it that I want? Like, what is true? Do I love my mother? Absolutely. Do I want my mother in my life? I believe the answer is yes. Yes. So what is it that's hurting me in this relationship and how can I change it on my end? And honestly, what's helping me do this is a book called Love What Is or Loving What Is. And we will put this in the show notes with the author because I'm listening to it currently and it's and it's very helpful in this situation. And apparently I need to pick it up. Yes, you do. So basically what this book says is what is it, what stories am I telling myself about my mother's and I's relationship that is making it tenuous that is making it painful okay well let's break that down a little what stories let's answer that question what stories are you telling yourself that make it difficult and correct me if I'm wrong k-dog but I think one of those stories that you're telling yourself is I can't do anything right in her eyes um that's a story I've told myself for a long time and that is starting to shift it's one of the stories you're rewriting right And so now the story is that I'm realizing after listening to this book is my mother's behavior should change. She should accept me and see me for who I am instead of the perception that she has of me in her mind, which I don't believe is who I am. I agree. I don't believe it's who you are either. But let's also look at that for a second because, and this is where the problem lies and this is what the conversation is about today is she is not of the same mindset correct not at all she is actually of the mindset that she struggles with this mental illness and you should just accept all of her behaviors because of it if you love her you should meet meet her where she's at and accept it all yes but it also goes a little bit beyond that Because it's personality. I don't really know if personality is the right way. Some people take a lot of things personal, right? There's a book out there called The Four Agreements, which I believe everybody in life should read. Yes, uh, you've actually mentioned it in a previous episode. Where, you know, you shouldn't take other people's actions personal. It's not about you. But that's not who my mother is presently, Mm. right? Things are personal. And I've been there. We've all been there. This is I'm not throwing stones. My mother is a fantastic, giving, loving woman. We're just on different paths at the moment. And so instead of the story of my mother shouldn't take things personal, because it's not about her, it's about my life choices. Mm -hmm. And she shouldn't make me and not that she's intentionally doing this but it's how I perceive the conversations, make me feel bad about myself because I'm living my life and it's not about her. It's not personal. I need to change that narrative to what is true. I love my mother. I want my mother in my life. So it's the story I tell myself of she shouldn't take things personal. That's making this hard, this relationship hard. If I change that narrative in my head to she does take things personal, but that's not on me. Mm, Okay. And I just accept that she does and love her and meet. This is where accepting and meeting somebody where they're at. This this is when it should be done or in the way that it should be done. Well, I mean, it's in the way that will work for me and our relationship. And everybody has to find their own way in their relationships. And that's kind of the point. It starts with you. It starts with you. Right. And in this instance, 
it's a matter too of boundaries, both boundaries that you set with yourself, right? So what you just said was of changing that narrative of my mother shouldn't make me feel this way to she does take things personally. And that's something I need to accept. And I need to set the boundary with myself that it's not on me. That it's also not personal, right? I'm in in turn doing the exact same thing. You are, I'm, yeah. I'm taking... <laughs> The fact that she takes everything personal and sees me in a particular way because that's who she is personally. personally. Right. Right. And so because I want her to be different because I want our relationship to be more balanced. Ah, that's a good word. Right. But at the end of the day, I have to take my own advice and keep doing my own self-work because this is a journey, folks. Like Abigail and I are not perfect in every relationship and ours still is a, you know, a journey as we talk to. It's a winding path. But how do you, again, approach relationships where you're not on the same level playing field? Because we talk a lot about Abigail and I's relationship and we are on the same level playing field, Mm -hmm. right? Both parties are as committed to understanding, seeing, and talking through the bull crap. Right. Of what's in our minds. And both growing as individuals and deepening the relationship. We are both committed to that. But not every party is going to be that way. Not every mother-daughter relationship is going to have both parties moving in the same direction at the same time. Or mother-son. Or mother-son, apparently. Yes, apparently I can give advice to mothers and sons. I think you can. (laughs) Gender is just... What's gender? Anyway. (laughs) So... Really, the whole crux of this conversation is to improve relationships and self-care, self-love. It all starts with your self-work. Ah, yay! Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sucks. No. (laughs) (laughs) But true, folks. Sorry, but true. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Exactly. And we didn't say it was going to be easy. We've been telling you right from the get-go that this is hard stuff. Hard work. But so let's break that down a little bit more on some kind of, you know, how do we do that? How do Mm. we do that? And so for this woman, I suggested that she do a little of these kind of questions, like ask herself, what is true? Do you love your son? Yes. Do you want to have a relationship with your son? Yes. Are you willing to have a relationship that's at his level right now and work on you changing the way that you communicate with you? the stories you tell yourself about it Mm -hmm. and start there. Do you think you can maybe have a conversation with your son? Because only you can know right right where you're at. Like, can she have that conversation? Can you sit down and say, okay, I'm feeling tension in our relationship. A lot of times what I say upsets you and that is not my intention. Right. So are you willing, not even willing might not be the right word. Do you feel the same way? Do you feel there is tension in our relationship? I was just going to say that's the next step. Once you ask yourself the questions of what is true and what are are you looking for in the relationship and what are you willing to accept in the relationship? In the current moment. In the current moment. Knowing that all things are fluid and they change. You need to then put that, put that on the other person, but approach the other person with the similar questions. Again, respecting their space of where they are at and say, I'd like to have a conversation about our relationship. Is this something that you are willing to do? Right. And when can we have it? Right. Not, I want to have this conversation right now, so please sit down. No, We're abso- going to have it. No, 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 no. That is not what I meant. <laughs> but that is the next step of understanding where 
they're coming from, their perception of the relationship, right? Like you, you need to have the conversation. Yes, I would say that if you're feeling like your relationship needs a safe word, that's the order of operations I would go through. I would ask myself, Mm-hmm. What is true about my feelings? What is true about what I want? What is true about what I'm willing to accept in the current moment? And then, like K-Dog was saying, approach the other party saying, I would like to talk about our relationship. I feel that there's some tension. Let me know if this is something like we can talk about now, if you're comfortable, if you would like to talk about it later. Right? Be prepared. Be prepared that they might be like, I don't want to talk about this at all. Or I don't know what you're talking or, about. There is no tension, right? There could be that. So that, But that's why I'm saying that's the second step yes. of, of gaining awareness of where they're at and their perception of your relationship. Because they might think the relationship is totally fine. Right. And, and they may shut down the conversation not wanting to find out further why you feel the way that you do, right? They may do that. Right. And so we need to go back and say, that's not about you. It's about them. Exactly. It's not that they don't want to have a relationship with you. It's not that they don't love you. It's not that they don't care about your feelings. It's that they are not in a spot where they are comfortable exploring it. Exploring it, expressing any of that. And so I actually have this situation with my other daughter. Mm-hmm. My other daughter is fabulous and I love our relationship. But she's a very guarded individual. She is. And sometimes she would say things, again, this is on my end, in my mind, in my perceptions, where I would, I don't know if I would say take offense, but I would be assuming what she was thinking because she's not a talker. You know what they say when you assume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was telling myself stories in my own mind. Well, and she also, when she does talk, she's very direct, right? So her communication style is somebody who is, let's get to the point, like we're not beating around the bush. That's just who she is. That's how she approaches things. So, and your communication style is kind of the exact opposite. It is. So there's that dichotomy as well that you learned from your mother to take things personally, right? Yes. And then you have this child who is guarded and very direct. And so you took things personally in your relationship. Correct. And so that was a hindrance on my end in our relationship. But she didn't feel that way. She didn't feel like there was an issue. She just is like, I, that's not the kind of relationships I have with anybody. That's not who I am. And so we had some uncomfortable conversations at first because I approached it from a standpoint of exactly what I was telling this, this mother not to do before I was smarter. <laughs> not smart is not the right word. <laughs> wiser. But more, wiser, yes. <laughs> wiser. Yeah. And so now I know I love my daughter. I want my daughter in my life. Mm-hmm. She loves me. She wants me in her life. And... If she has a problem with what's happening in our relationship, she's going to state it. She is. She's not going to hold back. She's going to state it directly. And so for us overthinkers and internalizers over here, we just need to take what she says at face value. Correct. Which isn't easy. It's not. (laughs) But again, that's not on my daughter. It's on me. And that's our and me as well, right? Like I'm very similar. My relationship with my sister is also tenuous because of these same things like we have differing communication styles we're just two very different people 
and we love each other so, so much, but that doesn't make the relationship easy. It doesn't. But the fact that we are doing this work on our end, the relationships are improving for us. Mm-hmm. Now, have they changed for her? No idea. Because no that's idea. not something she talks about. That's not something she wants to talk about. And she, as far as we know, like we just said, didn't see an issue with the relationship the way it was. It was working for her the way it was. It wasn't working for us. But that was the stories that we were telling ourselves in our own mind. And so to bring this back to the woman who asked about the safe word and how do I broach that conversation is, yes, you need to ask yourself these questions first. What is true? And then you need to understand where the other party is and what they perceive as true in the relationship. Yes. Because they might be different things. Correct. And that's, again, not a personal thing. It's not about you. It's not a, I don't want to have a deeper relationship with you. I don't want to have a relationship with you. Or, ooh, ooh, here's something that I would think. (laughs) Horseshack card or ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. You're not worth the effort. That's what my brain would do or used to do. Like, I'm, I'm somebody who, when it comes to feelings and emotions and people... That's my priority. That's just who I am, right? And But it takes all sorts of sorts. The world goes round. And not everybody is people-oriented. And so I would internalize that as, oh, well, you're just one of those people who's not worth the work to make the relationship better. And that's just not true, folks. That's a me problem. Exactly. So I guess that's what this whole conversation is about today is it takes all different people, right? It's the world is, I had a song all of a sudden starting in my head like, we are the world. (laughs) Um, Sing it, girl. But you have to approach this from it starts with you. Better conversations and better relationships start with you. Yep. I highly recommend the book I was talking about, Loving What Is. Actually, I'm going to look that up right now. Sing a little ditty while I look that up so I can be sure I'm talking about the right thing. Sing a little ditty. You know, it's crazy. I feel like I'm singing all the time. And yet when somebody puts me on the spot like this, like, just sing something. I freeze. I don't know what to say. That is the book. It's called Loving What Is. Oh, good. I filled enough time. Perfect. by, By Byron Katie. Byron Katie. Okay. And it's a great story. She talks about her depression and how she could barely leave her room and how I've been there. She just had a, I guess, an epiphany. I love that word. One day she she went to a center. She kind of signed herself into some sort of center and she just had an epiphany that it's the stories that she's telling herself that are causing the relationships to be difficult or that's causing situations to be difficult. Mm. And that's not to say that life isn't difficult, relationships aren't difficult, and situations aren't difficult. They are. And and going back to the whole boundary thing is that this also isn't saying that, you know, everything that could be a potential problem in the relationship is just the way that you're looking at it. Correct. That's absolutely not the case. We all know. Everybody has to take ownership for their part in a relationship. Yeah, we're not saying just accept an abusive relationship. That's not what we're saying. Not at all what we're saying. (laughs) That's not what we're saying. We're saying. But we are saying not everybody is ready to accept or even look at those things. Yeah. Or even able to. Or even, yeah, even capable to, right? Not everybody is... And that's where boundaries come into play and knowing what you are willing to accept and, and not. I'm just, I just want to put that out there. A little, little she PSA. Just, she just loves to talk about future episodes. Boundaries! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, that's it's true. You do have to be able to assess the situation and decide for yourself whether it's good or it's not good. Mm-hmm. Right? You, it's the answer to the question may have been, I am not willing to accept the relationship in the manner that it is right now. That that might have been the answer to the question for this mother. And then you need to again, it's still your self work. So what are you going to do about it? Right? What is true for you? If the relationship is unacceptable in the manner that it is right now for you. And he's not ready to have a conversation about how you feel and how he feels. And you might be able to move forward to change things together. Then it goes back to being your work. Your work. It goes back to being okay with that's how the relationship is right now, but it's not acceptable for me. And maybe I need to distance myself a little bit, right? Maybe I need to work on, this almost goes to like a little bit of a codependency talk. I need to not hitch my wagon to them being a part of my day to day or filling my cup in a manner in Mm -hmm. which I need it. Right. And I'm the one who likes to talk about future episodes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I think... I'm not really sure if there's more to say. No, this was a fairly quick episode comparatively, I would say. But it was a conversation that I think we needed to have. We needed to put out there. And it was very timely. It was timely based on kind of our safe word last week at the end of our travel episode and, you know, what happened this weekend. I guess maybe before ending it, I would say that, again, life is fluid. It's like a river kind of flowing. And I have... Now you got me wanting to sing. (laughs) <laughs> well, Wish I was Abigail and I have talked about the fact that we have done a lot of therapy, a lot of cognitive behavior, you know, therapy, and we both deal with some mental illnesses that we need to keep in check. And so I see a psychiatrist regularly and Abigail sees a therapist, you know, regularly. Like we're not in their office every day, but, you know, once every three weeks, once every four weeks, mm-hmm. we check in. And relationships in people are something that affects our lives. It's just who we are as people. Right. Right. And so I mentioned that I'm working through my relationship with my mom and that's my work to do right now. Well, and I was just going to say, and that's exactly it. You're working through your relationship with your mom. Right. You're not working on it together right now. Correct. And so it's still going to improve little by little with the work that you're doing. It is. And so, as I said, life is fluid. Not everything is how it is now is not how it is always going to be. And as I work on our relationship, doing my work, you know, my psychiatrist says exactly what I'm saying. Life is a river and there's stones in the river, right? People like to cross rivers on stones. It's quite fun. And so as you're working through this relationship on your own side of it, because what is true is the way the relationship right now is not working for me, right? I want my mother in my life. I love my mother. I need to change a narrative that's in my mind to be able to have it be that way. And so what I need to do is jump to the stone in the river, get to that next stone in my work and then assess. Yep. And then once I've asked all those questions of myself at that stone, I then need to decide Which stone in the river am I jumping to next? Because nothing is stagnant. How this relationship is... Certainly not. For me right now is not how it's always going to be because I'm working on it on my end. And eventually... I am hopeful that by me working on my end of the relationship, not being so combative and wanting her to be different, then she's going to get to a place with the boundaries that I set and the work that I do and the way that I communicate those boundaries where the relationship just naturally changes and becomes better. Even if it doesn't become to the level that Abigail and I are working on, it's still going to become better. 
It's going to be in a place where I've decided for me what is true, what is acceptable, and setting those boundaries with myself Mm -hmm. and her. And with her and being able to vocalize those boundaries in a productive manner with her, right? That's something that you had never been able to do until recently. And I'm still working on it. And that came from your self-work. And so I guess the last bit of this is nothing is final. If this is where it's at right now, where one person in the relationship is looking for it to be different and you need to do your work to accept where it is and slowly through your work, move it to something else. It will become something else. Either the relationship will become deeper and be what it is you are hoping it will be by you accepting who they are, or you will accept that it's not, and it's not a character flower of yours. It's their work to do. And you'll enjoy the moments that you have because you've accepted that this is what is, and you'll love what is. Yeah, expect nothing and appreciate everything. There we go. Hard words to live by, but awesome words to live by. Awesome words to live by. Yes. So I think at that, we can probably call this episode a wrap. I think we can. Thanks so much for listening, as always, folks. And we will be here next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about boundaries. Maybe we'll talk about codependency. Maybe we'll talk about mental illness. I don't know. You're just going to have to listen and find out. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.